welcome to episode 15 of the MindHub podcast. Uh, we appreciate everyone listening, and we can't believe it's been 15 weeks since, you know, we started this. So yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy. That's like a whole ass prep for, you know, bodybuilding. <laughs> yeah. And, yep, we've been, we've been doing it. We're still here. So whoever, I wonder, whoever has been here from like episode one, if any, if anyone, like, you should just, I don't know, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a few, we have a few, especially your clients and my clients that have been with us since um, we started, so, and we're hopefully gonna continue, and hopefully when summer shredding happens, we'll record an episode live, like, together, yes. Yes. <laughs> not you in California, me in Massachusetts. <laughs> that would be awesome live live podcast you know just like normal people usually do but no not everyone because a lot of people you know aren't with like us like we're recording on skype or zoom or whatever like a lot of people record that way it's not just us yeah it's true 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 so what is today's topic mr coach today <laughs> we are talking about gym etiquette along with you know, gym anxiety, those pretty much can tie together. I know I had a lot of anxiety about gym etiquette and not knowing uh, what it was and kind of trying to observe. So definitely we'll be touching on all of those. Um, and I know, you know, me and you were kind of discussing a bit about uh, pre-workout. So I was thinking maybe we could touch on that as well and we yeah. can kind of go over your current experience with that and uh... <laughs> yeah I mean that, that's pretty much the only supplement that I take like a lot of people take BCAAs they take creatine they take all of those things but I personally I only take pre-workout and um I've been having issues with my stomach and we meet Cody and I think it's because of the pre-workout and what is in the pre-workout especially because my calories are lower now so when I do go to the gym I don't have anything in my stomach um and even today when I went to the gym with my stomach pretty much full I still had stomach issues so there's a lot of things in pre-workout that we might not know like what it means and what they are and I personally honestly don't even look at the ingredients <laughs> I just tried it I liked it it sat well with me for over a year and now it doesn't so I have to look at different brands, um, but a lot of a lot of co companies just put like shit, like crap in the pre-workout. Yeah. So you do have to be careful. I know that you like Ghost pre-workout. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try BPN. Their their ingredient list is pretty clean, um, but there's a lot of crappy ones out there. Yeah, and I mean honestly, I mean I just have a hard time with pre-workouts because. They always have like artificial dyes and stuff. And so, I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons I stopped doing it. And I've just been doing coffee uh, as long as I can survive off of, you know, coffee alone and not needing all the the extra buzz and pump product and all that stuff. Uh, so far, I'm doing okay. But there's definitely been some times where I'm just, man, I could use... <laughs> a pretty good pre-workout just to get me a little bit, uh, you know, motivated. But uh, I, I don't really know what brands to shoot for. I know I used to get this one that was dyed with beet, uh, beet powder, beet juice. Yeah. And 
it wasn't the same one that you got. It was different. Uh, it still tasted good, but that was the dye. So there wasn't any artificial dyes or anything like that, but I can't find it. I don't know where it went. Uh, so that sucks. I, yeah, so basically if I get one, I'm on the search for one that doesn't have a whole ton of stuff in it. My stomach is sensitive, so uh, I do tend to read all the ingredients because I just, you know, working out and farting is not fun. Uh, working out and trying to hold in a fart is not fun. That is so... not fun. Nope. Nope. That's <laughs> recently and it's not, it's not fun. And then you take into question, man, if these people can smell my fire, are these masks working with the coronavirus? I don't know. We're going to test them out. It's just a mask check. That is all. Yep. <laughs> Wear yep. that mask. I will fart in your face. <laughs> and like when I first started, I used uh, muscle tech vapor times five. Um, and then about I used it for like probably two years, a solid two years. And then it started hurting my stomach kind of just like this is happening again to me. Um, so I don't know if our body gets used to what we're putting in it or, you know, I, I, I do have a, a sense of stomach like Cody, but not as bad. Um, like I can do fake sugars, I can do dyes and things like that. Um, but it's just, it's crazy like what is actually in the stuff. And for me, I don't drink coffee. I don't like coffee. I don't like the smell. I can't smell it. I can't take, <laughs> taste it. Like I'm gagging thinking about it. I don't like coffee. I never have. I've tried it. Like uh, my partner has a really good smelling coffee. It makes the house smell like like creme brulee. And I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. So I tasted it and it did not taste like it smelled. And I was very mad. <laughs> so it fooled me. So I just, I can't do coffee. So that, that is why I do pre pre-workout. And like, I can't do the bangs. I can't do like, I can do the, um, the, the rains sometimes, but they have so much caffeine in them that like, no, like it's just way too much for me. I try to aim for 250, 275. I try not to go over 300. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think like the highest pre-workout I've ever tried was like 300 milligrams, uh, which is a lot for just one, one go, you know, because usually like a cup of coffee is like 150 milligrams, uh, maybe depending on what kind of, or how you're brewing it, what kind of bean and all that, you know, stuff. But uh, yeah, I've just been, you know, worried to try another pre-workout. They aren't the cheapest and I have a sensitive mm -hmm. stomach. So I'm just kind of like, I'm afraid to buy it and then just hate it taste-wise, stomach-wise, whatever. So I'm just trying to like go with <laughs> coffee as long as I can because I know that it's safe for me. Uh, so yeah, that's that. But I think one of the biggest questions that I get is like, is pre-workout necessary? Um, I think it's one of those things that people see everyone doing now and it's like no it's not it's not necessary yeah. it's just it's kind of part of the habit or the routine of things and once it becomes part of your routine to get yourself to the gym it's just like that yeah. ritual yeah. so that's, that's the part too. that yeah. i miss the most about it because you're like all right i'm gonna drink this and i yeah. have to work out because if yeah. i don't i'm gonna go crazy yeah i'm like yeah. i will climb the walls <laughs> Yep. And so. like, 
and I, and like I always say, like everyone tries to sell these fat burners and like BCAAs and things like that, and they might work for some people, but like you honestly don't. You might need some protein powder and if pre workout if you need caffeine, but you don't actually like need them. Like you don't need them to lose weight. You don't need them to work out. They are helpful, yes, but you don't need any any of them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like the only other supplement I would say that. Uh, is useful or it would be worth trying is creatine uh, just because it does have a lot of research to back it up. Same with caffeine. So um, other than that, I currently do a, a vitamin D supplement, fish oil, uh, and that's it. That is it currently. So not a lot, not a lot. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of any other like pre-workout questions I get. Uh, I always get, what kind do you use? Um, uh, so currently, the one that's hurting my stomach is Redcon 1, but it hasn't always hurt my stomach, and it could be just be because I'm having lower calories and I don't have anything in my body anymore. Yeah. So, like, don't knock it. Try it for yourself because they are cheap, and, you know, the company is, is pretty good. Um, like I said, I've tried Vapor Times 5. I've tried P-Science. I did not like their pre- their pre-workout. It, like it just didn't do anything for me. I was drinking it and I'm like, okay, what? Like I can go to sleep. Like that's not what I need in a pre-workout. Uh, <laughs> I've tried the, I forgot the brand. I think it's like the GNC brand. And I didn't really like that. I'm pretty picky. I To me, they have to taste good because I'm going to drink it every yeah. day. Almost. So like I enjoy tasting it. I enjoy drinking it like it's a treat for me. So it needs to taste good. Um, yeah. I always get like what kind do you get? Where do you get it? Um, I know Muscle and Strength has really good deals on all different kinds of pre-workouts. Um, Bodybuilding.com has really good deals too. Like I, I always say never pay full price for any protein pre-workout or anything. That's my yeah. tip. <laughs> I think I do think paying full price for a protein powder is worth it because there's there's you can get some shit if you're not careful. So That's if you true. have uh, a company that is tested and you know tested for purity and there's no like fillers and bullshit, uh, it, it's worth it. Um, because they can put in fillers in there that technically meet like regulation, but you could getting like you could be getting less protein than mm. says on the on the the container and stuff like that. So you do want to choose a reputable company because what you pay for in that sense could be uh, worth it. You are paying for the actual amount of protein that you're getting sure. on that label. Uh, and then of course like the sourcing and uh, just depending on what type of protein powder, uh, if it's like plant-based or animal-based, uh, whey protein, grass-fed, whey isolate. Oh my gosh, there's so many different things. But <laughs> I can't uh, do whey. I can't do 100% whey. I can do like if it's mixed with, um, I always forget, casein. If it's mixed with casein, I can do it. But if it's 100% whey, I, I, my stomach doesn't like it at all. That's interesting. Usually people have problems with casein. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do uh, whey isolate uh, because okay. concentrate has a bit more dairy in it. So the the type I get, it's called Biochem whey protein powder, and it's 99% uh, 
lactose-free, so it's good enough to wear, it doesn't bother me, and it's just pure white. Whey isolates, grass-fed cows, all that, you know, bullshit that us hippies love to see, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've just stuck with that for so long because it's just, it works for me. But, you know, maybe one day there'll be a, a better powder that comes along that I'll check out and like, but for now, that's what I use all the time. <laughs> I actually don't really use any protein powder right now. Um, but I, I did like Quest. Um, not because I'm sponsored by them or anything, but because it actually cooks well. Like, I make it in my protein pancakes. I really liked the Bodybuilding.com brand protein powder for me. It sat, it sat very well with my stomach. It didn't really cook as good, but, like, I could drink a shake. Like, it it was good drinking a shake. Um, the GNC Lean Shakes, the ones that are already made, are really good. They don't really have that much sugar or carbs in them. Um I'm trying to think what other flate brands I've tried. I like the the Diamond Tea. I always say the brand wrong. It starts with a D. Anyway, they're always good, but I'm not being helpful because I can't remember it or say that. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's funny too because I I I I do protein powder, but I don't do shakes. <laughs> I make it into other things, like with my waffles or my dessert. I'm working on uh, like a protein ice cream right now. Um, so that is, I tried it last night and I kind of messed it up. So I have to test it out a little bit to get it to hopefully where I want it to be. But if I, if I get that, I will be sharing that around for sure. <laughs> is that going to be in a new cookbook? Because if the listeners don't know, you have a cookbook on Amazon and, and you can download it too. Yes. Uh, that's so funny. I, sometimes I forget. But yes, I have a cookbook. It's called <laughs> Shit You Will Actually Cook. Um, and will it be a cookbook number two? Most likely not, because that was such like a pain in the ass to do. Uh, but I mean, if some like it was a self-published book, so doing that is such a big process, and you don't really make much money off of it because Amazon takes most yeah. of the money. Uh, so I guess we could just call it a fun project for the time where it's just, it's there and people find it useful. So I'm happy for that. Anything that I am making that's new, I'm probably going to be putting up on the, the shit you will actually cook website. Uh, so I've just decided any new recipe, whoa, that's, that was, I said that really weird. Any new recipe <laughs> is just going to be blog style. So it'll be free. It'll be up there or I'll send it out through emails through like the news newsletter or whatever but no new cookbook that was Aww. that was a lot yeah unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> we can segue into um some gym etiquette i know that i've seen yeah. some very interesting things at the gym um a lot of people wearing jeans and <laughs> wife beaters and I just don't understand why you would wear jeans to the gym every day. Like, I see this guy every single day, and he is in jeans. I don't get it. Wow. That's – yeah, that's weird. I've seen maybe one guy in jeans once. Um, he definitely smelled like he wore those jeans to the gym every day. That was weird. Uh, but why jeans? Why not, like, warm-ups or, or – 
joggers or something. I don't know. I, I don't get it. There are some very strange people at my gym. Like, a lot of people, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, yeah, very interesting. So, we we just want to go over some tips and tricks that I know that I definitely wish that I knew when I started going to the gym. Um, and I know that Cody has dealt with some gym and anxiety as well. And I have to, especially when I switched from planet fitness to LA fitness. Well, now I'm back to planet fitness, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think like anytime, even if you just the first time going to the gym or switching of gyms can be anxiety inducing because it's a whole new territory. It's a different environment. People are different because you kind of start to settle into the gym after you go consistently you start to see familiar faces it kind of just becomes your little network of people a little family so the anxiety really dies down uh so it's kind of been like oh it's good to know that once you go consistently the anxiety does drop off but if you do have to switch gyms you have to kind of go through that little experience again uh so yeah heads up but at least you know at that point, you know, it's something that you've done, you realize you just have to get comfortable again and get used to the environment and how things work. And different gyms have completely different vibes mm -hmm. too. That's kind of yep. something you have to learn. So yep. it's like if I go to my little gym here where I'm at versus going to a gym like in Southern California or something, for example, which I've done and I was like terrified because it's so much busier. Uh, the the vibe is different. People aren't really. It's not like small town, like making sure to keep be like respectful of people's space and stuff. And it's like if you step away from a piece of equipment for like two seconds, someone's just gonna swoop right in or just yeah. So I'm not fan of of huge like busy gyms. <laughs> Yeah, I know when I first started going to the gym, I didn't know what to do. I didn't, like, know, like, supersets. Like, even now sometimes, like, when I'm going to use something, like, you're supposed to, like, if there's someone next to it, even if it's not, even if they're not, like, next to it, next to it, but if they're, like, you know, within six to eight feet of it, you kind of, like, got to give them a nod and be like, are you using this? Um just because yeah. like you could be like I've before I've started using something because I didn't think anyone around anyone was around it and they came to me they're like dude I was using that and I'm like where were you then <laughs> like <laughs> I'm confused really? <laughs> like okay <laughs> yeah so, okay that's like one thing too okay so I don't know how to outline this whole etiquette thing uh but yeah, I also, you know, didn't have any idea what to do at first either, but you kind of learn. But so when it comes to supersets, there's kind of this etiquette on both ends. You have to make sure this person is done with whatever they're doing. If they're using two pieces of equipment and they're kind of far away from each other, you want to be respectful. If you see them supersetting, don't just go over and use it and pretend you didn't or something like that. But if you are also the supersetter, you also kind of have to be considerate to that someone might not know you're using it mm -hmm. or if it's if it's really busy 
and you're trying to superset with one piece of equipment and the other one's on the other way all the way across the gym or even just like a, a walking distance away pretty much you're it someone's going to take it over so yep. it's you have to just be respectful of that and sometimes uh I mean, I know when I'm programming stuff for people, I try to be considerate of thinking like what machines are closer to each other or because yeah, uh, I have done programs before where the, there are supersets and I just am like, nope, that's not happening because it's too busy, too far away. There's no way I can step away from this and not have someone just swoop in. So if there's a chance for someone to swoop, you might skip that superset or do something different with the same muscles that's at something that's closer to you mm -hmm. which can be difficult when you're first starting out to know how to do that but yeah don't worry if you can't do something like a superset because of a busy gym uh it happens i see if if see if i can't do this superset i always still do the exercises just not as a superset like if it's too busy yeah. and, it, and they're not next to me. I think you had me doing one and I'm like, that is not going to happen because one is on the first floor and one <laughs> is on like the third floor of my gym. And I'm like, nope, not, not going to happen. Um, so like you can do them separately. It just, it, it won't be as effective, but it'll still be effective. Um, yeah. But yeah, like just always view your surroundings. Like, like Cody said, like get the vibes, like see like, what kind of gym you're in, like what kind of people are there, if it's older people or younger people. Um, like, you know, older people might be a little bit slower with the machines. So, you know, you might have to wait a little bit longer. Like you don't have to, like, let's say Cody and I schedule you a workout. You don't necessarily have to do it in that order, especially if your gym is busy. Like you're not going to be able to do it in that specific order. So you can kind of like jump around. I know that I do that sometimes. So you just kind of like, watch uh, and and that's another yeah. tip which which i think we've said in in the in in an episode before this that like just go to the gym if if you're new and just like go on the treadmill or somewhere where you can just watch and just see what people yeah. do and see what kind of equipment how to use it and then and then if you wanted to learn more like i always watch youtube videos that's how i started to know how to do things yeah. so yeah, that was my first thing is I was so nervous uh, because I had done CrossFit before, but I hadn't done like regular gym workouts before. So it's like I know how to to work out, but I didn't know the etiquette. I didn't know how, no, I didn't know how the machines worked. So I just walked on the treadmill for like the first week. I would just come in, walk on the treadmill, observe things, look around, and then I slowly moved my way into like the the weight section and when it was on the off hours so that's kind of another tip is to uh go on the off hours which is for me is usually kind of mid-afternoon around the like the 2 p.m to like 3 4 ish kind of hours it's usually pretty empty uh depending where it could depend where you are like if you're in a place where there's a lot of working people usually the mid mornings are pretty empty uh but if you work in a place where there's a lot of seniors that are retired uh or a lot of a lot of moms with kids it'll be uh pretty busy in the mornings if they have classes and stuff like that so you have to fill out where where you're located and how that gym is but off hours are great observing is great uh also 
in the time of COVID, things are a little bit different than usual. So before you were always supposed to still, you know, be considerate and wipe off your sweat or bring your own towel. Uh, so, you know, when you work out, you get sweaty and you end up leaving some sweat on the machines or anything like that. If you do that, you want to wipe it down. There's usually stations with spray bottles or some sort of sanitation stations that you want to use. But now it's, it's very, very important and it's required. And a lot of gyms have like extra sanitation stations. So even if you didn't sweat, even if you didn't leave your ass cheek marks on the bench, like I always do, you need to wipe it down anyways. Um, and I go as far as to make sure I'm even getting the like sanitation sheets, napkins, whatever, towels. Eh. I, apparently I'm having a stroke right now and can't remember. Uh, <laughs> but to, I wipe down like the dumbbells and everything after I use them, uh, just cause COVID stuff. So that's another little extra, uh, etiquette right now that is going on along with, you know, making sure that if masks are required, then to wear a mask, um, six feet apart, you know, don't go breathing hard next to someone. Because that's a little concerning. <laughs> Don't get me started. Someone today, I was on my, I was on my bench, you know, doing some curls. Some guy next to me in jeans, not the same guy, another guy in jeans <laughs> came next to me, and was doing bicep curls like literally like three feet, and I'm like, uh, like come oh, on, man. like, like even. Pre-COVID, I don't want you neck that close to me. <laughs> like, I try not to go next to someone because, like, yeah. pre-COVID, because, like, people need their space. But now it's even more people need their space. But, like, don't go as close to someone, like, as you can. Even if there's a machine close or even if there's a bench, like, give people space. <laughs> Especially yes. now since it's COVID. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of bicep curls, that's something that... Okay, so <laughs> in a squat rack. Yes. Okay. So if your gym has a squat rack, there's only one thing that you want to do in the squat rack, and that's a squat. <laughs> uh, you can do overhead press. Sorry, uh, but you don't want to do or what? Or back rows. Yeah, barbell like... barbell rows you could do in the squat or rack. Or deadlifts, because like our we only have squat racks with barbells. And like some like overhead stuff, but like in order to do a deadlift or like a back row, we have to take the barbell off of that and put it on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's acceptable. Or if you have a gym where you can take the barbell elsewhere outside the squat rack, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so generally the you don't want to do isolation movements in the squat rack. Like it should be preserved for any sort of compound lift. Um because that's just you could do bicep curls anywhere and usually there's only like one to two squat racks in a gym everyone's usually wanting to use them or waiting so if you're doing bicep curls in a squat rack that's a really easy way to get everybody to hate you uh so don't do that they will judge you you know usually i'm gonna say they're not judging you but if you do that that's like that's just like a big no don't do it uh also do not do your bicep curls right next to the dumbbell rack because it's hard for people to get around you if they need something. So grab your dumbbells, take some steps back from the rack so that if people need to grab weights in front of you, they can do so. Uh, that's basically yeah. 
don't sit <laughs> so close to the racks that people can't walk by you. Or yeah. do not do single arm rows, by dumbbell arm rows with your hand on the dumbbells rack. <laughs> yes. Like, Unless it, there's like nobody around. Like yeah, if there's, if no, there's one there, no one there, that's one thing. Yeah. But if it's busy, like, nah, don't, just don't do that. Um, what are other, what are some other, like, huge no's besides <laughs> curling in the squat rack? And hmm. I've seen some crazy things where people were doing curls with the leg curl machine with their arms. Well, that's just weird. <laughs> I didn't see that in my, I saw it on Instagram, and I think that's really strange. Oh. Um, but, like, oh, oh, I, I got a big no-no. Like, if you can be on your phone, like, if you're doing, like, a lot of people on the leg machines and stuff, the leg press, like, the leg curl, leg extension, like, you can be on your phone. But, like, especially now with a lot of machines being closed because of COVID and you trying to keep your distance away from one another, do not sit on your phone yeah. for, like, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes <laughs> machine, especially if it's the only one, because that has happened to me where I'm waiting and waiting. I'm even standing there, not that close to them, but I'm standing there. So they know that I want to use that machine and they're still on their phone, not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big no. That's, that's when having a timer comes in handy because it is really easy to get caught up on social media and not realize how long you've been sitting there. Uh, so if you have a timer, that way you can keep your rest periods shorter and you won't annoy people by getting lost on your phone. But also it helps you because it keeps your workout shorter. I, you know, I myself am guilty of my workout getting way longer than it should be just because I haven't been setting a timer and I've, you know, lost time by just not paying attention during my rest periods. You don't want to do that. It's, you just don't. It's not, it's not optimal for your workout. It's not optimal for your time. Uh, so I'd say either download an app that has a rest timer on it. I personally use Strong. Uh, there's I like uh, G, uh, JFIT. It's G-E-F-I-T. Uh, and I love that app uh, for tracking workouts and um, rest times. I actually am guilty. I don't really track my rest times. Um, but I know how long I can be in the gym for. And if I go past that time, then I'm not going to finish cardio and then everything's going to be messed up. Uh, but yeah, sure. don't be like yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if your training is different. So if like you're going through, a, like if your rest times are supposed to be 30 seconds and your higher rep range, you want to keep it 30 seconds. If you, if you go longer than that, it kind of like defeats the purpose, purpose yeah. of that programming. Um, also, if you sh do too short of rest periods and you're doing a strength phase, you're not going to be able to lift as much if you shorten your rest periods. So that's something to also pay attention to. Like sometimes people rush through workouts, but that's also not ideal. So it could go both, both ways where you're spending too much time, too little time, all that sort of thing. But definitely don't spend so much time sitting on a machine, especially if people are waiting for it. Just be aware if people are like looking to use something. Uh, I would say another piece of etiquette would be, so here's something that I have never done, but it is still acceptable. Personally, I don't like it very much, but you know what? Sometimes you have to do what you gotta do. So if there is someone who's been on a piece of equipment for a while and you really need to use it, you're, on, you're, you're short on time, 
it is acceptable to ask them how many sets they have left. One, you know, you might get an answer. Two, get it might hurry their asses up. Uh, yeah, three, they might tell you to fuck off. But uh, in the case that someone is getting too into their phone and not paying attention, it could wake them up to be like, be, oh, someone's waiting for this. Um, if that person just gets on that machine and you ask that, that's assholey. Don't do that because that just makes them feel like they have to rush or mm-hmm. maybe it'll take longer because there are people who are just like, uh, I'm going to use this and I'm going to take my sweet time now. So thanks. Uh, <laughs> personally, when someone asks me that, I I do not like it because I feel like I have to rush. And sometimes I will legit just be like, I'm done and let them use it. I'll do something else. And then I'll come back when they're done because I don't like to rush through my sets. Uh, that's just me because I'm a weirdo. And I just don't, I don't like someone just watching, just standing there watching me work out because they do that. And I, yeah, no, no, thank you. <laughs> I've never asked someone how many sets they have left either. I just wait. But my gym's also yeah, very big. And pre-COVID, we had numerous of the same machines. So, you know, they're... Cause I, and I never went out a really, really busy time, so I really didn't have to wait for things. But I have had people ask me. So, and I don't like it either. I'm like, I- I'm going to be like you and be like, okay, I'm done. Go do something else and then go back. Yeah. yeah. It's also acceptable to ask someone for a spot if they are yes. nearby and yep. they're in a rest period or maybe they're on their phone or something. You can be like, hey, can you spot me for a sec? That is acceptable. It's also safer for you um let's see should we talk about locker room gym etiquette yeah i know that let me say one thing be before we do locker room i will say that like if you're first going into the gym you're going to be scared you're going to be nervous um you're going to think people are staring at you especially if you're like bigger or you know you're self-conscious but let me just tell you that most of the time people are not looking at you you're gonna of course you're gonna get a few assholes but most of the time people are into what they're doing they're into their phone they're into their workout and they're into their head so they're not really going to pay attention to you um and you will realize that as you go more and more um so just be aware that most of the time people are not looking at you they're not wondering what you're doing um and another tip is if you really don't know how to use a machine like because some are very complicated and you see someone let's say you've been in the gym for two weeks and you don't know how to use a specific machine but you've seen this person there all the time and you've seen them use a machine like it's okay to be like hey like i'm having some difficulty can you show me how to do this and most of the time um i've had to do that a few times when i first started and they were like yeah of course i'll show you um so like don't be scared um to ask for help because you don't want to get hurt (laughs) yeah if you're like me you won't ask for help so what you can do (laughs) what you can do is try to figure it out and try not to look stupid maybe you know jiggle a few handles and walk away and try it again the next day or you can google it uh, that is also an option uh, if you can find. Usually they say the name of the like what the machine is. So if you type that into Google, you can Google it and you can figure it out. Or you can um, just ask someone too. No, I'm telling you, if you have bad social anxiety, questioning something is like the last thing you want to do. So if there's anyone out there just as bad as me, you can Google it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's it. But <laughs> but back to uh, locker room etiquette. <laughs> this is like this is funny. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of depends. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say, especially if this if you're trans and this is your first time going into a men's locker room, be prepared. <laughs> You are going to see old men penises everywhere. And it's going to shock you that they do that because, you know, grow, at least me growing up as a female, female didn't walk, females didn't walk around the locker room naked. Like you just, yeah. that just wasn't a thing. No. Yeah. So prepare to see some wrinkly <clears throat> dick and uh, yeah, just old balls. But the thing is, so I was listening to a podcast. I forget what I was listening to, but. Uh, they were talk. There's there's these three guys, and they were talking about their first experiences about walking into a gym locker room. And it's actually there is a point where it is new for them too. So that made me feel better because they were like, "Do you remember the first time you went into a gym locker room and there was these old guys walking around with like <laughs> their dick out?" And he's like, "Man, they were just talking about how that they didn't they didn't know that was a thing and it was new to them." And so it was kind of like, "Okay, so it wasn't." You know, it, it isn't always normal to even cis guys. It's always a new thing to guys in general at some point. But, uh, yeah, be prepared. It They just walk around naked, and they don't just, like, you know, change. They nope. just walk they around. And they sit. <laughs> <laughs> they sit on the benches like for like 20 30 minutes trying to put their socks on and stuff. <laughs> I'm like okay <laughs> yeah it all sorts of weird positions naked yep. socks everything don't touch the benches with your bare hands i don't recommend it um so what else? Uh, yeah, there's not really much etiquette to the locker room. Like there, it's just like any other bathroom etiquette, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean don't stare. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started at um, my new gym, or when I first started at LA Fitness, I was nervous because like I've showered at Planet Fitness before. Like I knew the shower situation, and I know that some gyms are different, and um. At LA Fitness, the the shower curtains are like half clear, like a quarter clear, and then like it's normal shower curtain. Um, so if you're scared to take a shower, just like walk around the locker room, see like the shower. Well, now showers are probably closed, like mine are, but like after COVID and you want to shower, just like look around the bathroom, see how the locker room situation are. Uh, like, especially if, if you're trans and you, and you want to feel safe taking a shower. I will say I've never felt unsafe taking a shower at the gym. Um, like I always have my towel um, and then I bring a new pair of underwear and I change like after in the shower and then I just, you know, walk out like nothing ever happened. Like men do not pay attention to anything like at all. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure you could true. change in front of them and they would not even notice. Yeah. <laughs> like most yeah. of them are so oblivious to the things that are right in front of their face. <laughs> so sure. like I, I, I've forgotten my underwear a few times and then I've had to change like in the vicinity of everyone else. And I'm like, okay, cool. But like, you know, it just, they don't pay attention. Yeah. They're kind of in their own world. I mean, that's like the gym in general. Everyone is in their own world. So, 
a lot of the times any anxiety you might have it's it really is just uh your brain kind of uh, overthinking it because you know i know when i go to the gym i just have my headphones on i'm in my own world and so is everyone else i mean if you really want someone to stare at you just got to go do some curls in that squat rack and then you'll get all the attention but um now you probably actually won't They'll you really people, won't yeah they'll and, i mean unless there might it's be an empty gym aggressive <laughs> yeah because like if, if it's like when i go in the morning no one's really there so like i could necessarily do bicep curls in the squat rack if i wanted to but like i wouldn't it's just, yeah it's just <laughs> like, but but why why i don't know um so yeah essentially just you know things can change depending on the busyness of the gym uh, but just be respectful. Be aware of how many people are in there. If anyone's waiting, uh, if you're taking a long ass time, um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we're missing. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, we pretty much like the locker rooms, like research before you go to the gym. Kind of like yeah. if you want to go for the first couple times and just watch and look around. Um, and if you are new to the gym, you can also have the staff show you around and you can ask them questions. Like you don't have to, well, Cody so, has social anxiety, but <laughs> if you're like me and you wanted to like tour the gym before you even started there, you can tour the gym. I used to work at a gym. I used to manage a gym. So I gave tours all the time to people. Um, so you can do that too if you wanted to see you know, the gym yeah. before you start. I will say though, like a lot of gyms offer a free personal training session. Be careful with that because sometimes they rope you in and then you end up paying and especially mm -hmm. commercial gyms. So that's 24 hour fitness is the yeah. worst. <laughs> and <laughs> LA fitness can be pretty bad. I've heard some stories too. So just be careful when it comes to that. Cause you can always just contact Cody or I, Cody and I, if you want to coach, just saying, I'll plug out. <laughs> <laughs> shameless uh <laughs> shameless plug. uh yeah so you do have to be so trainers that are in like big box gyms they do you know there's it, a lot depends on their sales so like i don't blame them but you do have to be careful if you're someone who has a hard time saying no uh i hate i can't i'm really bad at saying no so times instead of just saying no I'll just leave. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when it comes to tours, too, like, it, the way that I have usually scoped out potential gyms is just Googling it, looking at their websites for any pictures. Usually they do have pictures. Also, depending if you're in a big city, sometimes Google Street can just go straight up in the gym. I've done that before. Okay, uh, I was looking, yeah, I was looking at gyms uh, in Pennsylvania at some point and google street like you could go inside the gym you could even go like in the bathrooms and stuff it was a crunch gym and i was like <laughs> i always see like if, <laughs> if i didn't want a tour i would look on instagram and see their tag and see everyone else's pictures because they're like r real yeah. people using the gym so like if i have yeah. to go to a new gym somewhere else like if i'm on vacation or something i'll go to that tag and i'll look at it before i go yeah, that's a good idea. Very good idea. So there's lots of ways to kind of scope it yeah. out. Even more so now than there ever was. Um, so, yeah. 
I don't think that's like that's it. I think in general, um, I tend tend to prefer like not uh, commercial or not like big box gyms, like chain gyms for me, just because the smaller gyms are more personal. But I'm biased because I live in a small town and we don't even really have chain gyms <laughs> see i wish we had small gyms around here but we don't we have la fitness planet fitness the one i used to work at closed so like we do have a 24-hour fitness somewhere but it's like 30 minutes away so like we really only have that or crossfit gyms and i don't have the money to join a crossfit gym <laughs> <laughs> crossfit gyms are expensive for sure i think they're usually around 150 to 200 dollars a month but you do get community and all that coaching and stuff so you're not you're not ever on your own so sometimes it could be a good like initial investment but um and it depends on your you know style of training if you do well with group and community and that's what you need could be worth it but uh they're different than regular gyms for sure yeah so yeah did you have anything else you wanted to say to our listeners today? <laughs> I love you. And they, <laughs> um, no, I, I don't. I think that's it. How about you? No, I just want to thank everyone for listening and subscribing and leaving Apple Podcast Review. Because if you haven't and you're listening to this, please go and leave a whatever you think um and we kind of want to know what you guys want to hear from us so if you have any ideas for us please let us know or anyone you think that we should bring on the podcast or or if you know anyone if you have contacts with anyone that you think that people would want to listen to please let us know at mindhub podcast on instagram um, we also have an email, which I don't check, which I need to check, <laughs> which is at uh, mindhabpodcast at gmail.com. But thank you guys, and uh, we will see you, see you next week. <laughs> Bye.